Thursdays are for the first or the only. today we're kind of just going to talk and talk about our experience in the sports industry and go through what we've experienced what we've seen change what we hope to see change now what you may be asking is why are you doing that well first of all because we're women and we're in sports why are you second of all this is going to be the start of a series that in the future, we will develop. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense at all, but this is going to be like the kind of like intro into our women in sports series, where we like talk to ourselves, um, ourselves, and we talk. Hey, I'm Molly, sit you're here. great, Molly. We talk. Molly, you're doing really good things for the sports industry. <clears throat> we talk. That's true, but we talk amongst ourselves about there women in sports, and we interview women in sports, and all that kind of fun stuff. But this week, it's just us three, and we're going to give you a little background on our experience in sports, kind of where we want to go, and everything like that. So, yeah. without further ado, guys, it is time for tweets of the week. The week. kick us off. Yes, so I have two tweets. They don't have to do with sports this week. Surprise, surprise. The first one says, and I think this is a genuine question that we should all think about more often. Why are they called paintings? You're done. That there's a painted. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I feel like a third eye opened up. I was like, they're right. This I didn't really know where that was going. <laughs> no, I didn't either. It was a, it's a roller coaster of a tweet. That's like that tweet from two weeks ago that I wrote. Yeah, that I read about. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I therefore I, I am. I yeah. Don't want, I don't want to be. Therefore I am. Or something am not, like that. Yeah. No. Before so, I don't know. My second tweet has to deal with the fact that I am the crybaby. A crybaby, not the crybaby. I am a crybaby. It says, like in quotes, there's no use crying over spilled milk. And it says, buddy, I'll cry anytime for any reason. <laughs> and like, I just really resonated with that tweet because, yeah, anytime crying for any reason. I almost cried tonight because the guy at dinner gave me a free Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> so... That would have been probably the fourth time I've cried today. I almost today. cried in the car on the way home from... Oh, because we were listening to that song? Yeah. I love that song so much. It's Saturn by Sitting at Last. What's your favorite song of the moment? Mirrors by Justin Timberlake. <laughs> My favorite song at the moment? Oh, I don't know. What is the Christmas? The name of the Christmas song I keep singing? Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. Yep, that's the one. Sure. I don't know what it's called, but it's a... Yo-y. I just said it underneath the tree. <laughs> I Kelly Clarkson. No, I know. Like I didn't know what it was called. Like it's <laughs> you see? it's the the information about what that song is called and who it is by is not stored in my brain, but I sing it. So who's next? Go, go, go. Who's next? Okay, Kennedy, what's your tweet? So I I have one and a half because this. 
my first one was, was tweeted before last week's episode came out, but after we recorded last week. So my first tweet of the week is the picture that our friend Adam tweeted that went viral where he photoshopped and switched Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence's hair. That tweet went viral and we know him. So that was freaking hilarious. But more recently and more in the last week, my top tweet of the week is, so the Detroit Free Press is like our local paper back home and their social media is on par with like the Wendy social media and like all those companies who like they just, they have no chill. And they tweeted, you guys aren't going to believe this, but the Detroit Lions just blew a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. Then followed it up with, you guys aren't going to believe this, but a referee's questionable fourth down penalty call on the Detroit Lions just prevented them from stealing the victory. And then followed it up with, you guys aren't going to believe this, but Matt Prater just nailed a 59-yard field goal to win the game for the Detroit Lions. It was hilarious. And it was just, everybody was so stressed about the fact that the Lions were literally making us in. <laughs> Wait, no, I changed my tweet. Oh, God. <laughs> I just refreshed Twitter and it says, sometimes I wonder what Ferris Bueller would do in 2020 with never having to go to school. Oh, what an interesting tweet. Oh my god. I love this app. Emily. Guys. What's your tweets of the week? Tweet of the week. My tweet of the week? Molly. My tweet of the week is just a simple fact. And something that I have created an experiment out of over the past few days. I've been like Observing us? Yes. Oh my god. I don't want to know what you found. I don't want to know. Don't tell me. So it's a simple fact. They might take me away. And the fact is... take me away. The fact is that you can de-escalate any situation by simply saying, Are we about to kiss, kiss right, right now? now? <laughs> I just... Scientifically, this is true. It is true. Is it? Yeah. We tried it like four times. You yeah. might have to kiss them. Well, Molly was on that said I might say yes, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you try things. And so that was my experiment that I drew from Twitter. Thank you, Twitter. And those were your tweets of the week. The week. The week. Speaking of weeks, I was about to say, in the words of Emily, how's your week going? <laughs> oh my god. How's my week going? It's yes. been a pretty emotional roller coaster over here in, I don't know. in my brain, in my body, in my brain, it's been emotional. Oh, no. So, if you don't know, I'm an avid watcher of the... <laughs> I just want you guys to know, we're at 11 minutes currently in the recording. I will let you know what the timestamp is when she's done telling the story. Go. <clears throat> okay, well... As you may not know, I am an avid watcher of ABC's number one television drama, Grey's Anatomy. I've watched it a few times. Eight, nine? nine? 37? She spent 6% of her life watching Grey's Anatomy. That was senior year of high school. It's You've gone watched down it since. three times since then. No, I know, but, but the ratio of time spent is much different. 
So it's definitely lower than 6% of my life. If you don't know uh, anything about Grey's Anatomy, you know that that someone very important to me uh, passed away five years ago. In the TV show. The- <laughs> She's being dramatic. <laughs> so, there's this thing, and, and this is going to be a spoiler alert, so plug your ears. Okay? Basically, Derek Shepard came back, and... And it made me emotional. Derek Shepard is the one that died five years ago. Yes, he, he is the one that died. And he is the one that came back on the beach and said, Meredith. And I said, Derek. And then next episode, we'll see what happens. You know, I just, there's no words to explain to these people. There's, there's no words to explain how emotional I am about that experience. So... Without further ado, that was my greatest experience. Can you guys timestamp is thirteen thirty? All right, that wasn't that bad. Can you tell me about your week now, so we can stop talking about this? Yes, my week was great. Today, November sixteenth, is my favorite celebrity's birthday. Happy birthday, Pete Davidson! Happy birthday to you. Also, we played a game the other night. It was about music, and I didn't know how valuable it is to know every Taylor Swift song in existence (laughs) until we played that game, and I was absolutely killing it. Killing it in one of the rounds. The other rounds I sucked. But in one of the rounds where you had to just, like, go head-to-head naming, like, certain categories of songs, I was killing it because I know every Taylor Swift song ever created. That game is so fun. It was a good time. Kenny? I had a good week. I can't think of, like, anything I did in the last week. I can think of something Kennedy did in the last week. (gasps) Kennedy? This is a good segue. Kennedy directed her first SEC Network sports event. I did. She did. This morning. um, Again, November 16th. (laughs) I'm talking directing, people. Directing. Directing. Yes, I did. It was a really awesome experience. I will say the the coolest part about the whole thing is that our above the line crew, so your above the line crew is your director, your producer, your associate producer, and your assistant director. We were all women. So women in sports. That was really awesome. Um, yeah, going into the women in sports topic of today's episode, that was really cool. I think it's it's the only time I've ever worked on a crew that was all women, or not all women, that was all women above the line. So that was really cool. We've worked in, like, big screen control rooms that are all women, but yeah. not for producer-wise. Yeah, because our, all our big screen stuff is produced by men. It, I honestly, like, thinking back on it, there are some points where, like, I literally blacked out. Like, I cannot remember things that happened. Like, I remember the things that, like, I think I did wrong, but, like, things that went well like I remember a few times like hearing like in the back of my head like nice sequence Kennedy but like other than that like I can tell you what the sequence was like I just like completely blacked out and like I could not tell you that was me during the challenges yesterday (laughs) oh my god if there would have been a challenge today I literally would have died so but anyway yeah so Kennedy directed her first SEC Network show and that's so exciting because sports and she's a woman and women in sports (laughs) and today's topic is just that. Yeah. Let's talk about what we all have experienced. Like, what, what do we what, what do we start with? 
what do we want to do? Where do we, what do we? We can start with like what we want to do. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Sure. So, what do I want to do with my life? A lot of things. But, right now, Ken and I are both in the middle of applying to graduate school. Oh my god, I forgot that I was so doing that. So, that's it. really exciting. But, as I wrote in my statement of purpose, I want to go to grad school so I can... Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to quote my statement of purpose. Basically, I want to work in community relations for a professional sports team, preferably baseball, and run their foundations and help manage their athletes' nonprofits. And then I want to eventually transition into a more administrative role and work on salary arbitration and contract negotiations, working my way up to become the first female commissioner of Major League Baseball. And that is quite literally possible now. Now because... Thanks to the Marlins! Thank you. First of all, the Miami Marlins... Okay, Ken, if you had to pick one Florida sports team, who are you picking? Because I'm picking the Marlins. I'm picking the Marlins. Who you got, Miss Florida Gator fan? (laughs) I would have to go with the Marlins or the Rays. But I think, just after everything that's, like, happened with the Marlins in the last year, currently in this moment, I would pick the Marlins. Okay. Long time, forever and ever, I might go with the Rays, but, like, right now, the Marlins. Right. In case you... Or Miami football. In case you... Yeah. We are not talking about Manny Diaz this episode. I was about to say, in case you live Uh, in the rock. Yeah, in case you're completely just... That's mean. Um, (laughs) All you got through was completely... I know, but where I was going was mean, because maybe these people just don't know. So, this past week, the Marlins hired Kim Ng, the first female general manager... She's the highest-ranking female baseball executive. She's the first Asian-American, period, to be a GM of a Major League Baseball team. Let alone a woman. Let alone a woman. And she has one of the most impressive resumes that I have ever seen in baseball. She, she got her first assistant GM position in, like, 1998. With? With... The Yankees. The New York Yankees, thank you. It took her, it only took her five years, no, I'm sorry, it only took her seven years to go from an intern with the White Sox to an um, assistant general manager with the Yankees. Oh, That's shoot. crazy. And then it took her 22 more years to get a GM position. But can we just give the Marlins... A round of applause, pat on the back, bow down, on the knees, like... Yes. Yeah, no. I think the Marlins deserve all the credit in the world because this wasn't a PR move or... I don't know. There were, like, the only reason that they hired her is because she is literally one of the most qualified people in baseball. Like, her career and her resume are so incredibly impressive and, like... It, whenever I got the notification that they had hired her, I literally teared up because I was like, that makes what I want to do seem so much more attainable. And, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I get to the point where I could have that position, who knows what roles female may be in. Like, I would love to be the first female commissioner, but, like, if there's one before me, heck yeah. Right. I was watching a YouTube video last night, actually, and they were kind of talking about this. They were talking about the like, the election, but they were saying that, like, 
it's so, like, no matter, like, where you stand on, like, politics, you have to admire the fact that there's a woman in the White House. Yeah. And it's just, like, in the last, like, two weeks, there have been, like, so many women, like, breaking down doors and, like, taking, like, giant steps in the right direction, mm-hmm. and it's incredible to see, and I think it's just really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, we're here to talk about sports, but it's just in the last week, I think we just need to acknowledge the fact that, like, women have, there have been two women in the last week and a few days that have taken a huge step in the right direction. And we've got more to go. Absolutely. We've got so much more to do. You know, we're doing it again. (laughs) Okay, Emily, what do you want to do? Well, that's a loaded question. Because... There's a lot of things I'd like to do, but I don't necessarily know if it's with sports, although sports has been my life since I was seven years old, but Molly, shut up. I wasn't going to go there. (laughs) Take a shot. Every time Emily says that she played basketball, (laughs) she (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to go there. I know, I know, I'm kidding, you're great. But my major is creative media, which is like film, like film, like our our university version of film. And my focus, I guess would say, I would say is directing and editing. And then my minor is photography, and I think that I'm more passionate about photography at this point. Well, not necessarily that, but I'd like to do let's Let's just talk about what I want to do. Um, I would like to... I thought that's what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to map myself. I'm like trying to map my thoughts. I'd like to do some form of content creation, whether that's, you know, podcasting, vlogging, making freelance, you know, photography. And I think that I'd like... I always have said the sentence, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be famous one day. And so I'm just, oh no, no, I say the sentence, if anyone asks me what I'm going to do in a year, I'm going to say, well, I'm going to be famous by then, so ask me next year. Has it happened yet? No, but will I give up? Also no. I would like to change people's perspectives on what I'm not sure yet, but passion, love. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm think, not really sure where this is going. I'm, I'm having trouble articulating my thoughts. We're word vomiting at this point. I think what I want to do is content creation. I don't necessarily know if it's for other people or for myself yet. It could also be both. It could also be both. So, yes, am I graduating in less than a month? Less than a month and I still don't know what I'm doing? Yes, does that scare me? Yes. Am I going to have to deal with it anyway? Also, yes. So stay tuned for uh, my uh, quarter-life crisis. I think if I were to go into sports, though, I wouldn't necessarily want to do live production in sports. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure what I'd like to do. Because I really do enjoy replay, but I don't think that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Fair. I also don't think you need to know what you want to do for the rest of your life right now. Like, she also told me that the other day. So, what do you want to do? I have bounced around what I want to do a little bit. This past summer, I had an internship with ESPN, 
in the production operations department. So, like, working in a control room in live event, well, not live event production, it was mostly studio production. And I think I decided that I don't want to work in studio show production. I like the idea of not planning out what's what I'm about to do. So the idea of being surprised because you can plan out how a game is about to go, but then it could go make a complete 180 and go a completely different direction. And so I think that I like the idea of reacting to what's happening in live event production instead of planning what's going to happen in a studio show. So that's kind of like where my head is at. Where I want to do this, I have literally no idea. I would love to work in a school because I love the idea of the program we work in. Yes, they work for the SEC Network and yes, they do shows on ESPN and all this stuff. But on top of that, it's more of like a mentoring role and a teaching role and they get to work with students and they get to teach and show students the things that they love about event production and about broadcast and about TV and about sports. And I really like that. And I like the idea of like passing along my knowledge to someone else. I really think that the best way for like the industry to continue to thrive is to teach the people around you what you know in hopes that they're better than you are one day. Mm -hmm. And so I think that at the end of the day, I want to just like make other people better than I am. Eventually, I think I would like to be in more of like a coordinating producer role or like working more in like administration and athletic director media type role yeah so working more on the coordinating of people and getting people where they need to be and doing things like I don't know I don't necessarily want to schedule for the rest of my life but um just being in more of an administrative role and getting to kind of Shots. Yeah, I like the idea of kind of building, like building a program and improving a program and working on like getting technology um, upgrades and bringing in people who can help a program succeed. And then I guess maybe I don't know, move on to the next program and help build that one up too. I think I've, I think I found a better way to say what I'd like to do if I were to go into sports. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be live production. It would probably be some sort of documentary production about sports. That'd be cool. I love documentaries so much. We can, uh, we can work together. We can. I'll make a documentary about Molly becoming the first ML- Oh my god. <laughs> it's coming, people. 20... What year do you think it's going to happen? 2035. That's only 15 years. You think I'm going to go 2042. All right. In 2050, watch out for this uh, documentary, guys. Yeah. 2042 is a good year. 2042? You might also be (laughs) one of the youngest commissioners of baseball. Yeah. No, listen. I feel like my rise to the top is going to be very quick because, like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I am not a person who seems like they would be in an executive role or an administrative role like that. Mm -hmm. But I, okay, so over quarantine, when Major League Baseball was trying to work out a deal with MLBPA, I got super interested in contract negotiations for some reason. 
and I had nothing else to do, so I did, like, a lot of research about it, which is why I'm interested in that, but then I also got interested in, like, union agreements and how the MLBPA works with the MLB, but then how minor league baseball doesn't have union representation, and, like, one of the main things that I would do as MLB commissioners help support minor league baseball because they get absolutely abused by the system as it is. Because at the end of the day, if you strengthen minor league baseball, all you're going to do is strengthen the major league teams and you're going to bring the owners more profits depending mm-hmm. on – because, like, it d- differs for minor league baseball who owns the teams. Like, some of them are owned by major league baseball. Some of them are owned by independent owners. And then some of them belong to the organization, like, the professional organization themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like – if we can strengthen the bottom aspect it's gonna go all the way up to the top anyways I don't remember what the point of that was but I think my rise to the top is going to be very quick because I'm going to go through minor league baseball and although no one seems to care about minor league baseball once I'm like hey they are literally the foundation of the entire organization they'll be like oh shoot she's right that was put in extremely simple terms but that was my point. Yeah. I also think I'd like to work in, like, the role that I talked about a little bit because being on, like, the end of, like, being in a school and being in more of an administrative role or, like, in a program like that in, like, an athletics department, you get to do both the live event production, but then you can also kind of have that creative decision-making where you can kind of sell to your videographers and your whatever like even things as small as like we should use this music in a highlight video or like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um just like coming down to like creating a brand for an athletic department and spreading it all the way to like your social media platforms and everything and then on to video content creation and graphics and everything like that I also have always said that I want to eventually create an ESPN film about Lee Corso just because I think he's such an interesting character and the title of my ESPN film will wait should I say the title for my ESPN film? Someone might steal it. Yeah I don't want someone to steal it. But stay tuned for one day when Kennedy does indeed have an ESPN film about Lee Corso. I for one can't wait to watch it. Me either. So I think my biggest problem with trying to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life is the fact that I'm a dreamer and I have so many interests. No, I understand. And that like people, like when you're growing up, you always hear those cheesy things like dream big, like you can do anything you set your heart to. Yeah. That's a lot of things for me. Like that's a lot of things. Uh And I have a really hard time choosing what is the most important thing and what I want that to be and like I my passions are like A to Z like complete polar opposites of each other and so like I'm trying to find a way where I can incorporate all of my interests into one thing and it's just impossible see I don't think that's true like I fully believe that there's something out there for you because like my so like community relations combines every single thing that I've ever loved into one it's sports it's nonprofit management it's helping people it's working with people it's literally every interest I've ever had combined into one and it's a job that I didn't know existed until my sophomore year of college Mm -hmm. so I think there's definitely a position out there that 
fits you, I think you'll stumble into it. Like, you'll just kind of find it. Yeah, because, like, when I was talking before about how, like, I'd like to do content creation for myself, I never want to say that in a self-absorbed way. Like, I think I would be really interesting because I don't think, necessarily think that. I, I, I genuinely, genuinely think vlogging is fun and I enjoy editing myself to make myself, I like making people laugh. I like making people feel emotional. And so I think that like, I just do that best when I'm doing it to myself. Right. Because I'm, I'm always so worried about like how I'm making another person look and I think I can control that more with myself, I guess, because I can control how I make myself look. Right. Which not isn't necessarily always a great thing, but you control the narrative that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But well, I don't think it's a bad thing at whether, all. Yeah, whether I go into sports or not is to, to be determined. The rest of my life is to be determined. I think it would be really cool if you were, like, a social media or, like, marketing manager for an athlete. So let's stop talking about me because I'm sick of it. <laughs> I'm never sick about talking about myself. It's fine. Okay, so let's kind of talk about, so we know what we want to do, let's talk about kind of just like what we've experienced in the sports industry, I feel like we all have like really interesting stories to tell, just because, not that we've had different experiences, like as, like overall, I think we've all had pretty like solid experiences and I think it just comes from the fact that we're in a really good program Mm -hmm. but we're also doing different things though yeah so we all have like very different stories like Mm -hmm. up to this point in our quote-unquote careers Molly told me an interesting story before yeah so I've had some really really good experiences with talking to people in the sports industry and getting connected with them, but I did have a really, I have, I just have one really bad experience that stands out, where a guy basically told me that I was stupid for thinking that I could make it in baseball, because I'd never played baseball, and this man is not the rule, he is the exception, so it definitely, I don't want to generalize any body of people, but it was just one of those moments where I was like, all right, buddy, like, I don't know, he just was unnecessarily rude about it, and I came to him with questions and looking for advice, and he was like, yeah, no, if you never played baseball, like, don't even try to go into it, and I'm like, what's well, a good thing I'm not, you know, going into the sports industry to play baseball, like, yeah, I would be awful at it. I am the clumsiest human that's ever existed in the history of the world. So you're telling me when you say you want to work in baseball, you don't actually want to play baseball? I know, right? It's, it's almost like that kind of makes sense. Look at me. <laughs> it's they almost say, like there are other things. I just look like I'm awkward. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the only bad experience I've had. Any other experience that I've had has been really empowering. And like, it's, I think that because I genuinely, and it's not even that I genuinely know what I'm talking about. It's that I actually have a passion for what I'm talking about. There's not really a chance for anyone to question my motives or my reasonings for working in the industry that I want to. And most of the time they're just like, oh, cool, you know what you're doing, let's go. 
I feel like my experiences in sports, like growing up, I always fed off of the fact that like guys at school and stuff would be like, oh, you play sports and never expect me to actually be like good at sports. Mm -hmm. I think that as a general consensus, I've had a really good experience in the sports industry. And like I said, I think it's because I work like, Emily and I work for a company that's so good at not caring about anything except are you the best at what you do. We're not doing anything that's going to change the world, but we're doing something that could maybe improve somebody's day, and so we're going to take that opportunity to kind of improve somebody's day in the long run or whatever. But we've also had directors come in or producers come in. I've never worked with a bad director. I've worked with some iffy producers. Actually, that's a lie. I've definitely not had the best directing experience as a technical director I've never worked with a bad director but I have worked with producers where like I made a bad cut and then the producer didn't want to do anything fancy anymore because he didn't trust me as a technical director and that just comes from they think we're kids so they think we don't know what we're talking about or what we're doing and they think I don't know if he necessarily was like oh she's a girl she doesn't know what she's talking about but I've also had directors say to me, oh, you don't see a lot of girls in that position. And so that's the one that's like, mm-hmm. okay, and? Like, I've had those experiences, and, like, it happens, like, whatever. But I've also had a lot of really awesome experiences, and I've, I continue to, like, I, when I was applying for the ESPN job, they asked me why ESPN over the other companies And I should have said to them, I said, look, I am part of the school production project, which is, like, what our program at Alabama is through, and it's, like, an ESPN program, and that's, like, how we work for ESPN. And it's always felt like a family. ESPN ESPN has always been a place where your directors are going to give you a business card just because you remotely work for the company. Like, there's, you're, like, that thing where it's, like, you're seven steps from everybody in the world, like... We're, like, nine steps from actually working for ESPN. I just feel like sometimes people think that being a woman in sports is really hard. And I want to, like, echo the fact that there are more people out there than you think that support women in sports. I would say there are more people out there who support women in sports than there are that don't. Yes. Because the people who don't necessarily think that women belong in sports or in any sort of male-dominated industry are also the people who still live in their mom's basement and, yes. like, cry when their sports team loses. And I think the reason that people, like, sometimes women think, like, oh, like, I, like, they don't want me here... It's because the people who don't want women in sports are the ones who are more verbal about it. Right. And not even necessarily, like, they talk more about it and, like, like count them, say more words about they're it. Louder. They're louder. They're louder and they're more aggressive. I was going to say, their words are just different. Right. Because if, like, I did a speech a couple of weeks ago about, like, one of the topics was about comments that women who work in sports get and it's like a comment where someone's like hey you're doing a really good job like appreciate you being in the industry it's a lot different from a comment that's like hey I hate you and I hope you get sexually assaulted again which is a real comment that a woman got under her she's a sports reporter that she got on her post the second comment's going to stand out a lot more and you're going to remember it 
a lot more than you are the first. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's like the the actual words they're saying are right. just so much more like impactful because I think if we would have started in a world where women were 100% accepted in the sports industry, those comments would be of a lesser magnitude because we would be coming from the mindset of women belong in sports. Right. But because we're coming from a mindset that women don't belong in sports, it's like you think you're making a bunch of steps forward and then all of a sudden it's like the step backwards is what like really gets you because you've had to fight to get where you are yeah. to this point. Yeah. And so it's like it's knocking you down a notch. And so I think that... It's like people don't appreciate what you've done already. Right. Yeah. And, like, when it comes down to things like, again, kind of going back to the presidential election and stuff, they talked about... I don't really remember when they talked about it, but they talked about how it was awesome that nobody once talked about what Kamala Harris was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something in the sports industry that gets talked about a lot because... If a man doesn't want a woman in sports, his go-to comment is going to be that she dresses funny or, like, she needs to stop dressing so flashy or that... She needs to go back to the kitchen. That's a classic. Go make me a sandwich. Right. Like, there are these things that, like, they have their, like, go-to comments. I feel like apparel is a huge But apparel is such, like... I don't remember who it was, but it was some woman that works for ESPN, and she wore, like, thigh-high boots with just, like, a regular like, work-appropriate skirt and blouse, and people were just coming for her, saying that she was dressing like a hooker, that she right. was, like, like so what? inappropriate, and I was like, I thought her boots were cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> what's wrong, y'all? But it's why are we even talking about her boots? Right, like, like, there was nothing inappropriate about them, but the easiest thing to target is not their credibility, it's not their words, it's their appearance, or right. something that isn't necessarily... Like, your appearance isn't necessarily tied to your credibility, if that makes sense. So, it's easy to attack that. Also, I guarantee those people could not tell you what that woman talked about in that Oh, yeah, they have no idea. Because they were so focused on the fact that she was was wearing wearing. thigh-high boots. Yeah. I also think it's really funny that people who don't want women in the sports industry tend to not really focus on who is actually talking Mm -hmm. to the point where there was one time... Someone tweeted Aaron Andrews and said something that was like, Aaron Andrews believes blah, blah, blah. It was something about, like, a college football team, like, not making the playoff or a college football team making a playoff. Right. I don't remember exactly. But she quoted the tweet and was like, sir, I'm covering Sunday night football tomorrow. I don't cover college football. I was about to say, she doesn't even do college football. She was like, I'm sorry if you were offended by whoever it was that made this comment, but it was not me. Yeah. Like... They didn't even take the time to... They, right. They just straight up were like, okay, this person, like, it's just ridiculous that they don't take the time to even... If you're gonna make a ridiculous comment like that, at least take the time to oh, yeah. do it correctly. Yeah. I think in an ideal world, we would get to a point where we... Like, I we will always be a champion for women in sports, but we'd get to a point where... You don't have to make the designation that it's a woman in sports. It's Mm -hmm. just a person working in sports, and it doesn't have to be this woman versus man type of business. But that goes for literally everything. It's just not the reality. It's just not yet. Again, with Kim Ng, like, she is one of the most qualified GMs in baseball now, but what they're pushing is because she's the first female, which is amazing 
But it's like that's almost overshadowing the fact that she's extremely good at what she does. Yeah. Like, better than most people in that position. And might I add that I'm not, like, as much hate as she's probably getting, the the tweets that I've been seeing from men in the industry are like, this woman is amazing. Oh, it's not, it's, it's not men in the industry that are the issue. Yeah. Most men in the industry, that are not in the industry. wanted to see that want happen. to see that. They, that's again, like what I was saying, like, they're just like, heck yeah, if you can do your job and you're good at it, I literally don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, they know. They know how much work goes into right. it. Right. They know, they understand what you're going into. And especially like the administrative side, it's, it's pretty much the same. It's like a same comparison as any sort of, like, production, but they know the work that goes into it, and so, like I said, if you're good at what you do and you can do it well, mm-hmm. that's all you need, yeah. and it doesn't matter you if you're male or female. It's not necessarily about what, you're done, what you've done, it's about what you're going to do. Right. When I'm thinking about, like, my goals and my driving force for wanting to work in sports, it's not so I can say that I was the first female to do this or so I can say, look at me, mm-hmm. I'm the only female in this department. It's because I love baseball and I'm really passionate about helping people through baseball. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with wanting to be the first or the only. It's not. Really I hope I'm not the only. Yeah. I don't. I don't ever want to be the only woman in the room. Now, if that's a role that you have to take to allow Someone other has people to be the in, first woman in the room. then yes. But hopefully, you know, by the time we get there, people like Kimming are gonna lead the way. Mm-hmm. I also think that just like we've talked about Kimming, I just like taking a minute to like think back on the last few years, how we had the first female position coach in baseball this year. We had the first female NFL official uh, last year, the year before, in recent history. We've got the first female like, assistance on college football teams and in the NBA, like, women are taking huge strides. And I think it's always been, like, men have always coached women's sports. Right. Like, to the guy who was, like, you think you can make it somewhere in baseball, but you've never played baseball, would he like to explain to me the men who coach softball? Right. Again, I simply do not understand. My right. posi- the position that I want to have doesn't require an understanding of what it means to be a baseball player. Like, I don't have to... I- I've read enough autobiographies and I've listened to enough players talk that I understand the experiences they have and I can build from that, but I don't have to have that experience well, to be good that. at what I do. Mm-hmm. Right. You're like, going gonna to be more of a, like, keeping the players happy position, not... Right. Deciding on who pitches tomorrow. Position. Exactly. Like I'm it, not there's gonna, a difference. I'm yeah. not in like athletic development, or I'm not going to be a pitching coach. Yeah. You know that oh would be God. stupid because I've never played baseball. Sorry. I was in the band. I was in the band. Okay. It's not even that you never played baseball. It's that you were in the band. It's, yeah. It's just that was, <laughs> that's, that's really. If I could go back in time, <laughs> I would not change that. I loved being a band kid. Our band director was a guy though. He was chill. He was cool. But, I was the drum major. Does that make you the coach? No, that makes me in charge. Like, so the coach. No. no. So, like, the director would be the coach. I would be, like, the quarterback or the point guard. Or the captain. The lead position. Why don't you, can we, can we make a band? A I can play the clarinet. You can, can play, play the violin. violin. Kennedy can sing for us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alrighty. Well, hopefully one day, Emily's going to be famous. Kennedy is going to be famous. I'm going to be famous. But we're all going to do it in different ways. Hell yeah. That's the moral of the story. And we will remember all and of you. And Rory's going to be Actually, famous. we're just going to create stories for other people. That's, you know what? That's, that's very, genuinely No, it. like, that's a common similarity between what every single one of us wants yes. to do. And it's just we're creating stories for people in different ways. Yeah. But I, I think a story about myself. Right. Or Kennedy's literally creating stories about athletes and games. My thing is telling stories like, telling the stories that you don't necessarily know. Right. Which is my favorite part of watching any sort of sporting event. And I'm, I'm going to create stories for fans and little kids. True. I wrote that in my statement on purpose. That sounds like a weird phrase out of context. I'm going to create stories for fans and little kids. You get my point. Yeah. For the people on the other side of the field. That was women in sports. Well... Now, let's talk top and bottom performances of the week. Okay, I'll go first. Mine are actually pretty quick this week. We'll see how long I end up talking about them. So, my top performance of the week is Freddie Freeman finally won NL MVP. And he got an Instagram. But, I just want to say that this... That was about the Instagram. Do what? I said woo-woo. That was about his Instagram. Oh, okay, yeah. Not about, not about the MVP award. Freddie had his fourth top five finish, so he's not a newcomer to the MVP. What? (laughs) To the MVP race. I was really excited for him. I think that something that we talked about on the show before is that he's not that flashy of a player, so he often gets overlooked when it comes to these type of awards. But he's just so good and he's so consistent. And I especially think that this year, with him moving positions in the lineup and kind of finding his groove in the second spot it really gave the Braves what we needed this year and his production took us or it's one of the things that took us as far as we got um in the postseason so congratulations to Freddie Freeman we got to see some really good Charlie Freeman content also so that is my top performance of the week Emily go ahead Emily my top performance of the week, I'm going to throw back to the uh, beginning of this episode. My top performance of the week is dually Krista Vernoff, the showrunner and executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, and Patrick Dempsey um, for... Are you giving... Is he your top performance for appearing in the episode? Yes. My eyeballs are rolling in the back But of that's why skull. Krista Vernoff is my... Also top performance because she wrote him into the episode. No, Patrick Dempsey is literally her top performance. Emily's just glad Patrick Dempsey exists. Get it? Because he's an actor, so he performs. I am quite quite excited that he exists. Get out. What? Get out. What did you say? Kind of the worst joke I've ever heard. What did you just say? (laughs) What did you just say? So that's her top performance of the week. Get it? Because he's an actor, so it was a performance. Yes. I didn't understand that. Yeah, you understood, but it wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My top performance of the week is the Masters was this weekend. Mm. And I've always been like, yo, golf is the most boring sport in the entire world. However, I played a lot of golf this summer. And it's actually really fun. 
Like playing golf. No, is I was so just thinking that much fun. It is a lot of fun. I was literally thinking that exact thought. It's like watching golf is just like meh. Uh, but playing it's golf, it's so fun. Like okay, I'm I'm absolute trash. However, right, I it's still a ton of fun. Also, you can drink on a golf course, and I think that just makes. I it. I wasn't 21 when I went golfing. Within the golf, but oh, that too. Mm-hmm. So the Masters was this weekend, <laughs> and. Dustin Johnson won, which is really awesome. Oh, he's also my bottom performance of the week, but we'll get into that in a second. Kennedy's are, can we have dual performances? So, yeah, I don't have top and Kennedy's bottom dual I have a new top performance, by the way. So, Dustin Johnson won, which is really awesome. I, the Masters was just really fun this year because the young guys played really well, mm-hmm. which is always just really fun to watch. But everybody played really well. Like... I was pulling for Justin Thomas, I, I will say. I uh, He's an Alabama grad, so I kind of have a little bit of a bias. But he's a good golfer, and he's also just a lot of fun. Big JT guy. And so I think that he <laughs> is he, like he has a really good golf career ahead of him. And it just starts with the fact that he has improved every year he's played in the Masters and every year he's played in just any, like, the PGA major tour. tour. Yeah. So, that combined with the fact that he shot negative 12 on the weekend and took fourth place. Yes. Like, that's insane, and it just shows, like, how good the pool was. So, I just, I, the Masters, it was, like, it was genuinely entertaining because it wasn't, it was a Masters. So, like, it was a type of golf tournament that there's so much on the line that it's fun to watch. Also, the fact that the Masters was played in November, which was mm-hmm. wild, was wacko. My Dustin Johnson bottom performance, her dual performance. Of the my week. dual Dustin Johnson performance is that he has been engaged for seven years. My thing is like, wh- just, what's the point? Just stop being engaged at that point. Like, are you I like think even engaged at that point? I think there should be a limit on how long you can be engaged to someone. Like a max of three years. And then if you don't get married by the time those three years are up, you have to break up. Also, here's the thing. Most This is why I'm not in charge of anything like that. I had what I thought was gonna be a really good follow-up, and then you finished your sentence. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what usually happens. Yeah. Most states have like a common law marriage law. Common what? marriage law. Where like if you are in like a public relationship and blah 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 and you live together for X amount of years. Oh yeah, that's a thing here. You're married. Yeah, in the state of Alabama it's five years. <gasps> so they would be married if they lived in Alabama, so just get freaking married. Also, like you don't need to have you don't need to do the the big wedding thing. Like you can go to a freaking courthouse and sign a piece of paper and you're married. I feel like there's got to be some reason that they're not married, but... Also, his fiance is Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I think that's really oh, interesting. That's cool, yo. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact I that they're, the they've been engaged for seven years. Imagine having a last name like Gretzky and then you have to be a Johnson. <laughs> that's sad. That sucks. That's awful. Anyways, I'm sorry to Dustin Johnson and his fiance. I hope we didn't offend you for No, I hope we did offend you. Freaking get married already. <laughs> Bottom. Bottom performance? What's your bottom performance, Em? Apple bottom jeans. Okay. My bottom performance of the week is... She's about to think of one on the spot. My bottom performance... Look at her go. My bottom performance of the week is 
LSU as a collective. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it's been your bottom performance. No, it was Clemson as a collective oh, last week. Right. Because they are the reason that two of our sports were postponed. That's actually they, true. They also had a but very big story drop this week they about they had a very big story drop this week about sexual assault. And domestic violence allegations. Oh, I did several, see that. Several players. They came out while I was at work. And they're in some deep, 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 deep doo-doo for them. <laughs> Why did I say doo-doo in my head before you said it out loud? Because it's, I don't know. I'm predictable. If you know me long enough, I'm very predictable. So LSU, as a collective, is my bottom performance of the Good. week. My bottom performance of the week is... I'm taking one for the team here, and I'm saying that Michigan football is my bottom performance <laughs> of the week because they're terrible, and although I, until recently, have never cared about Michigan football, Kennedy has somehow made me extremely passionate that about the fact that, yeah, no, I, like, am an active Michigan hater. Like, I've always made fun of them. And just been like, oh, Michigan, haha. But now I'm like, oh, they freaking suck. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Not even, not even an active Michigan hater, an active Jim Harbaugh hater. Yeah, mostly just Jim Harbaugh, which I've never liked him. But now I just despise this man. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, oh, because Kennedy, every waking moment of the day is like, Michigan sucks. Jim Harbaugh is the devil. And I then agree. you watch them on Saturday. And, and it's you're like, like, you're just, oh God. all of these claims are just being validated. They're true. That's the thing. They're not even dramatic. Like, the fact that someone in this household might say something dramatic is 100%. <laughs> the fact, the probability, whatever. But, like, it's one – the claims that Kennedy makes every single day about the Michigan football program are just absolutely true. I'm just going to start tweeting What of us being dramatic? What does what? that mean? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to start tweeting my, all of my Jim Harbaugh tweets. I've never too. been dramatic in my life. Today I tweeted – I have another bottom <laughs> She just raised Can I just say my Jim Harbaugh? Yes, yes. Today I tweeted, happy Monday, Jim Harbaugh is – 10 and 14 against ranked teams. That's They're terrible. not even takes. Not They're even like top tats. five. Just ranked teams. Yeah, just. It's, it's a losing record against just plain old ranked teams. No, Considering he's, he's at least been in the top 25. Like right. he, he has coached a ranked Michigan in his time at Michigan. And that's why people are like, oh, give him some more. No, freaking. No. Here she goes. If you are a ranked team and you have a losing record against ranked teams, you do not deserve to be a ranked team. And that is how they have found themselves on the outside looking in. Okay, that is all. Okay, my other bottom performance of the week has got to be corn dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, listen. I've recently been pondering the concept of a corn dog a lot. and (laughs) And great idea. Great concept, really creative, but the execution, terrible. So I I brought up this theory at work (laughs) this morning. Someone said that they were craving a corn dog. And so I said, my roommate has this theory that corn dogs are a great concept, but a terrible execution. And he said... That we should get you those ones that are pancakes with the sausage inside. I like those because you know why? It's not a hot dog. 
The hot dog. He also asked what you have against hot dogs, and I didn't even know where to go with that one. What do I have against hot dogs? Where to begin? Six hours later. <laughs> I'm gonna write my thesis about my hatred no, for hot dogs. No, but the thing is, Molly, I, you just, you've never had a Home Depot hot dog. I never want to have a Home Depot hot dog, Emily. A Depot dog? I never want to have one. I don't care if it's the most gourmet hot dog in America. Oh, it's not. <sighs> uh, listen, I- It's oh, literally okay, sold out of a tin shack outside. Where do you think I'm from? I've had a Tin Shack hot dog before, okay? (laughs) But listen, over the summer, I was like, maybe I've made it all up. Maybe in my head, I don't actually hate hot dogs. Like, I just have this, I I just, for some reason, think that I do. So I tried a hot dog, and I could not even choke down one singular bite of this hot dog, which was drenched in ketchup and sauerkraut. Oh my god, I just solved it. What? The reason you don't like... You have this thing for corn dogs. <laughs> that was not. A oh my god! Thing. I solved it too. Because it's you, because you hate corn, but you like the concept of corn. Right. But you hate <laughs> hot dogs, but you like the concept of corn dogs because corn and hot dogs. It's literally, so corn dogs should be my worst nightmare. But for some reason, I'm always like, You're I could go for a corn dog, but I've never eaten one. When's the last time I had a corn dog? I don't know. Have you ever had a corn dog? I mean, I'm sure, like, at least once in my life I've eaten a corn dog. We also talked about the concept of a foot-long corn dog. Oh, my God. I need to bring you to Walter's. I'm not going to eat a hot dog, Emily. I will not pay money for a hot dog. I'll buy it for you. I'm not letting you pay money for something I won't eat. I will smell it and die. (laughs) (laughs) To me, this is what eating a corn dog is like. You know sometimes when you have really high expectations, like you like someone you have really high expectations for what it's going to be to kiss them, and then you finally like have your first kiss, and they're either just like, they're just a really bad kisser, but you're just stuck in the moment, so you have to keep kissing them. Mm -hmm. That's That's what I think it would be like to eat a corn dog. You have really high expectations for the corn dog, and then you take a bite, and it's just kind of like, bleh. But then you have to keep eating it because you've committed to this corn dog. But uh, but yeah. So my bottom performance of the week is corn dogs. So oh, I don't know if anybody watched the NFL this weekend. So the Cleveland Texans game. The Cleveland Texans. Game. I think it was just the who. No, like I was saying, like the Cleveland the versus Texans, Texans game. But I chose That's a just, city, and I was about yeah, to say, it was bad. Words. Like you're not wrong. Yes. But- it be consistent. The Browns Texans game. If I was your boss, I'd find Was you know. first of all, it was delayed because it was like sleeting and hailing, and maybe there was a tornado in there. It was so windy. Like there was a lot going on in Cleveland. Yes. The weather was not kind to them. But about halfway halfway through the game, I literally could not tell you at what point in the game this happened because I was just so amazed. It was oh yeah, it was in the it was with 44 40. Four minutes and 29 seconds left in the second quarter. The Browns, not the Browns, the Texans were were stopped on third down to make it fourth and 13. And they were down 3-0, so they they were they lined up for a field goal to tie the game. It was a 48-yard attempt. Turns out they they opted to instead of kicking the field goal, 
I mean, the weather was pretty bad, and it was a 48-yard attempt, so he would have had to kick the shit out of that ball. They faked the field goal and punted. Now, we don't have time to unpack all of that. Okay, so I understand why they did it. Because upon further research, it's because the wind in the game was so bad. Yes, the weather was just absolutely awful. Like, when you just say the blank statement, they faked a field goal to punt. It's like, they did what? I just can't get over... I'm not mad at it. And it worked. It's just simply my bottom performance of the week because I don't... And nobody was talking about it. And I think that's why I was the most mad. Nobody was like, hey, did anybody see what just happened in the Texans game? We just, like, acted like it was normal. And it definitely was not normal. And I just need somebody to start talking about it. So I decided to take one for the team and start talking about it. Well, that was a fun chat. It's around bedtime for me. Yep. That was that was a good chat. Shall we plug? Yes. Follow us on our social medias, people. Um, our Instagram is at Thursday's FTG Podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Thursday's FTG. And on Facebook, if you just search Thursdays are for the girls, you'll find us right then and there. Well, my social medias are existing, and they are Instagram at em.valerio. Spell it! My Twitter is at isn't underscore Emily, and my YouTube is Emily Valerio. If you'd like to subscribe, like, and comment on my videos that are there already. Stay tuned for Vlogmas coming soon. My social media is, my Instagram is Kennedy Pleath, P-L-I-E-T-H. Kennedy is spelled like the president. And my Twitter is Kennedy Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E 90. Yeah, that's it. You can follow me on Twitter, the only social media platform that matters, at Molly J. Gardner. Well, stay tuned for next week's episode. It's Thanksgiving next week, it's gonna be, so... It's going to be a, a special, uh... <laughs> yeah, special-themed holiday-themed episode. Heck yeah. It's it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be. It's going to be Thanksgiving-themed. Whatever that means. Stay tuned and you'll find out what that means. What yeah. are you thankful for? In the meantime, we'll also be <laughs> Yes! Ready?